This is Journey Free Podcast, a sacred space with Unique Hershey, a multi-dimensional one who loves to meet life experiences and conversation. She inspires others to embrace their differences and encourages them to love themselves for the uniqueness that they are. Listen for candid conversations on lifestyle, spirituality, wellness, sexuality, and inspiration. All are welcome to converse, engage, and share. So come catch this vibe because it's a blessing. journeys this unique i'm back with another episode so today we're gonna be speaking with the yasmin courtney of the goddess life 360 she's gonna be sharing with us her experience on letting her spirit thrive the topic is visionaries and seekers it's time to let your spirit thrive we're gonna speak on spiritual awakening your soul mission life purpose how she became the woman that she is today and what has led her to this journey welcome to journey free podcast yasmin thank you so much for having me unique i'm so excited to be here Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your patience is really, really appreciated. So we're going to just jump right into it. We want to know, like, where is Yasmin from and how did it shape the woman that you've become today? (laughs) Well, first, let me just say hi to all of the journeys out there. Thank y'all so much for listening. I'm so excited to share this moment with y'all to just speak truth. So I am from New York, born and raised in New York City. And honestly, (laughs) my upbringing was um, what I would categorize as traumatic. And that is exactly what brought me to this space right now, currently living in Mexico and just really getting back in tune with myself. Growing up in such a, um, I would say a chaotic Place. New York City is very chaotic. You need a lot of masculine energy for you to really move around and do the things to succeed, to be financially stable, to have the things that you need to live. And that caused a lot of trauma. <laughs> I think the, the word of the day is just trauma. Okay. So I feel like my journey is not unlike so many other people, but there was a moment in time where I decided that instead of me continuing to move the way that I was moving, I was going to do a full 180 and bring it all the way back and use what it is that I learned to create a better version of myself. And that's honestly where the, the Goddess Life 360 comes from. It's me allowing myself to assess all the good and the bad the full picture of my life and recreating that to what it is that I want to be. Yes, I love that. What a beautiful evolution of that what is we know Yasmin to be today. And thank you for sharing that with us. We're going to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty of life in New York and the contrast differences similarities if any that you find like living in Mexico definitely want to dive into like the cost of living 
as a aspect of it, but we'll save that for a little bit later. What is it that prompted you to leave New York in the first place to go to Mexico? And what made you ultimately decide to go? Okay, so that is a, a definitely a two-part question. So I left New York in 2019. And honestly, it was because I had a huge falling out with my family. And I had just closed down my first business, which was a juice company. I started a juice company. I was born and raised in the projects in New York. And I started a juice company because I just felt like we needed some sort of healing. And that was the one thing that had really been helping me. So it was something that I wanted to see if I could offer to my community as well. But in the process, there was a lot that came with that. And it allowed me to see who was really able to support me, who was really able to hold space for me, and who really just didn't want to see me thrive. And in that, I had a lot of tower moments. I had a lot of times where relationships were ending, just left and right, friendships with family. In 2019, once I had decided to stop selling juice, because I had gotten to a space where it was no longer fulfilling to me, it was no longer something that I wanted to carry the burden of, that's when I moved to South Carolina. And when I moved to South Carolina, I stayed there for a year and I continued a wellness business. I was selling smoothies, sea moss, um, body care, herbs, all types of stuff. A lot less perishable items, but sea moss was the biggest seller. But once I got to making 10K in that business, I realized that that is actually not the lifestyle that I wanted for myself. Yes, a 10K business a month is amazing, but not when you're doing what you don't want to do. You can still do something like be an entrepreneur and still slave yourself and still do things that you don't wish to do. And y'all, them 32-ounce Seamash jars that people were buying by the fives, who carrying that? <laughs> who packing those boxes? Honey, it sounds heavy. <laughs> It sounded like I needed a whole man in that situation. Like it was just too much for just me to do. And it was a time for me to expand. But even in that, teaching someone how to help you run a business, I was just like, this company is not for me. I really am ready to put myself in an environment that makes me feel good and then put myself in a work environment that really allows me to be creative and thrive. So the first thing I did was analyze my home situation. Is this the living environment that I want? I was living in a townhouse at the time and I had a roommate. It was a three bedroom, two and a half bathroom townhouse. We had a lot of space. We had a beautiful backyard. It was gorgeous, but South Carolina gets cold. I wasn't ready. I, I was not by November. I was like, hold on. I like, we were standing on the back porch one day and I was shivering and I didn't even know I was shivering. I was like, why am I shaking? And she was like, my, my roommate was like, girl, are you shimmering? <laughs> and it was just like, oh, it gets cold here. I'm not for that. So my first mission was you need to find a place where there's warm weather. And I first thought about moving to Texas, but it was something about the United States. We had just got into the pandemic, mind you. So when I moved, when I left New York, it was right before the pandemic started. So when I got to South Carolina three months in, 
the world shuts down. And I'm just like, come on, y'all. I was trying to shut it down for me. And here y'all go following my lead. I didn't need that. That's not what I was looking for. So once I realized like, okay, this is going to be the state of this country for some time, that's when I decided to start looking elsewhere. And I came across a video on YouTube of a girl moving from LA to Mexico. And I was like, hmm, is this for me? And I was like, yeah, it is actually. So I literally planned my trip. Like I saw that video in October. November is when I realized it was real cold. And then I was just like, okay, I'm leaving in December. And within a couple of weeks, I had bought my plane ticket, like booked my Airbnb for one month and flew to Mexico with $100. And I've been here two years later. amazing like even you making mention to the entrepreneurship lifestyle and how that can also be something that is very taxing on you and you can still get caught up in the rat race of not doing something that you want to do because there's this narrative that's around that like once you become your own boss everything just falls together and now it's easy because you don't have to you know work for anybody that's like the best case scenario but not in all cases you can still get wrapped up in that entrepreneurship lifestyle just like we do with like traditional work roles and I did want to talk to you about that I wanted to know like did you ever have an experience where you worked in a traditional job that would be something that I would consider like a matrix job or the trap is what I call it. Every time I go to my job, I'm like, I'm heading to the trap because like going to do something just to get a check or going to do something just to survive, to live. Like, what was that like for you being there? I don't know, like maybe it was when you lived in New York. How did you finally get up the courage and the strength to just go and say, this is not for me? I started working when I was 14 years old. I had very little assistance with buying school clothes, school supplies, just having my having my childhood together. I, that was my responsibility. So as soon as I was able to work, I had to start working so that I could take care of myself. So from 14 to 26, I've had over 22 jobs. I've tried them all. You can't say I didn't try to be an employee. I promise you, I tried it. I did not like it. It does not. <laughs> it's just something about it is just not working for me. I have literally tried everything. I went to college, graduated with, with a degree in business. I just knew I was going to college for accounting and finished with a degree in business management. But I just knew I was going to be in a cubicle by myself, like, all right, bet, you're good. You don't, you don't need to talk to nobody. You only need to talk to the higher ups. No, it still wasn't for me. My last job, I worked with a health coaching company, which is a very popular health coaching company. I'm not going to name drop because I don't have a billion nice things to say about them. But <laughs> they did um, give me the opportunity to make the most money that I've ever made in corporate. And that's when I realized that even making 70K a year, walking away with a little over 6,000 a month is still not happiness. 
it was actually the most depressing job I've ever had. During that time, I was in college and the manager of that company, I'm so grateful for him. He was my manager at the time. He had resigned right before I was fired. But he had asked me, when he hired me, I was working full-time. I was going to be working there full-time with him. I was going to be in school full-time. And I was in an entrepreneurship program. So I already had several things going on. And he asked me, what is your end goal? You're in college, you're working full-time, and you're in an entrepreneurship program. You're burning candles at multiple ends. Like you're, you're creating wicks at this point. So like, how are you not burned out? And what is it that you're trying to do? And with that, it made me realize that, okay, maybe I'm just doing a little bit too much. But the catalyst for me getting fired was me actually saying my elevator pitch for my juice company on the phone instead of their elevator pitch. So now it's like, it's in their face. They like, sis, you here, right? Like I see your body in the seat, but your mind is running your own company. Let us set you free. <laughs> Let us give you the freedom to go do whatever it is that you were saying you want to do. I actually got fired right before, the day before my 26th birthday. That is so crazy. I remember one time I was working for um, State Farm, the insurance company, and I felt like this was the best case scenario in my life. Yes, man, I don't like working full time. So I had this part time job at State Farm. I was in sales. So it was like I was making my base pay and the commission. And I love when my commission checks used to come through because they used to just bless me in the best way. I was on like the coolest team ever. Everybody was so down to earth. We just built this community like within these cubicles and our manager was cool as fuck. He was like really hands off, but like easy to talk to, no pressure. He didn't like be on us about sales or nothing. I, I used to get there like five o'clock in the evening and then I probably would go home at like 10 o'clock like I worked for like five hours it was the best thing I slept in I would work on my YouTube channel during the day I had a morning routine and I was just like you know I can do this for a long time but spirit will always send you divine redirection when something that you perceive is what is meant for you is not for you and they literally changed Absolutely. our manager and I feel like all the shit hit the fan like I was no longer meeting my metrics I was in coachings every fucking week he was always calling on me in the fucking meetings. And I was just like, leave me alone. Like you never asked anybody else to answer questions. So I started coming late. And I was like, if I can keep coming late, I'm going to rake up enough points or y'all got to fire me. Divine help for you to set yourself free will be presented to you. Some people wouldn't even have that on their radar. Like, how can I get fired? I strategically figured out a way. <laughs> For me to get fired so I can be released from that space. And Won't from there, I, live, I just lived off of my savings. And I just, I 
like the idea of not having to answer questions I didn't want to answer, somebody not being there, looking over my shoulder, telling me what to do. And I just free myself because I felt like that's what was best for me. That was probably my 17th job in all of my life. I had to have worked about 20 something jobs. My partner thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> and I'm just like, listen, I've tried. I've really tried. This is no longer for me, but what am I going to do about it? Like, what action steps am I going to take to do something different? And a lot of times we don't have like the clarity of how to get from that threshold of, you know, you working in that corporate space where you made great money and me having my most ideal hours, but not liking my management trying to get you know from that space to something different we kind of get stuck and it's mm-hmm. like okay where's the bridge from there to the next thing you know and right. so I just want to know like when you're working with your clients um, how is it that you're helping them navigate from the previous threshold of where they are right now in this present moment and them trying to propel themselves to the next level, the next thing, which for you would be from New York to your Mexico, or for me, it would be like my Virginia to Texas or whatever the step-by-step process is. Like, how is it that you help them navigate that using the nine areas of life internally and externally? So the first thing I do is with the nine areas of life, I make them create the biggest vision possible. What is your ultimate vision? If you don't have a vision, and this is why I even categorize it as visionaries and seekers, because if you don't have your own vision, you are going to be seeking something. You're seeking some sort of vision. You have to go by something. You're not just walking around blindly. Well, some of us are, but that's a whole nother topic, okay? But if, you're, if you found me, it's clear because you were seeking something. Now, some people have a strong vision, and those are the people that I like to work with, because if your vision is big enough, we don't need to jump from what it is that you have today to your end goal. And while I may have done that in a way from moving to straight from Straight from South Carolina to Mexico, I also feel like I took steps. I knew when I lived in New York, I want to be able to travel a lot more. And I want to live in an environment that really supports who it is that I am and what it is that I'm doing. And first I tried South Carolina and and it showed me that, oh, you could have a company and not live in New York anymore. Most of my clients didn't even know I moved. And it was really none of their business because why am I, why, why you need to know? Your package is going to get there regardless, sis. I'm still on the East Coast. It's still it's coming in two, three days regardless. You're good. So that gave me that support and that understanding that, okay, you can do this. So then my next step was, oh, you live outside of the country and now you're traveling just a little bit more, but also your business has to change. When you make this list of the nine areas of life and what it is that you want for yourself, Finances is one thing. Your career is a whole nother ball game that's separate from your finances because your career is what you ultimately want to have in your life long term. Your finances could simply depend on what you have right now. I knew when I came to Mexico, I wanted to make money off of speaking and teaching. I knew that. 
but I had never made money off of speaking before. I've never had a paid like public speaking event. I've won a lot of competitions in my business, which is something I didn't speak about. I won four different competitions in New York, raised about 50K for my first business. So I had markers in my life to show me that if I put my mind to it, I could absolutely do it. It wasn't just a, I just jumped up and left. No, like if I look back at my track record, I have a stable enough track record to say, girl, you've been handling yourself since you were 14 years old. I don't think you're going to drop the ball right now. So I allow people to create their ultimate vision and also with your track record, because you're going to have to believe in yourself when nobody else believes in you. You're going to have to trust yourself and trust your intuition when nobody else is rocking with you. And that's something that's very important in the program that I teach, because if you don't understand how to really see what it is that you can bring to a situation and you're looking for someone else to tell you, you can find yourself in quicksand. One of the things that helps is creating baby steps. You're not, you may not be able to leave the job immediately. You may be able to get out halfway. You may have to do a little part-time real quick while you're doing what it is that you want to do. When you do fully leave out, you may not be able to afford all the subscriptions that you want. You might have to skip out on the Netflix and the eating out and a bunch of other things, you know? For me, moving to Mexico was going to allow me, and it has allowed me. It was in my mind that, okay, I'm going to go to Mexico because I'm a new entrepreneur, because I don't have a high salary. I just don't. I'm leaving my company behind. I can't ship anything from Mexico, which I didn't really understand until I got in Mexico, but I didn't have it in my mind that I was going to continue products and be shipping from Mexico the whole time and make that a business. So I was fine with that. What it did was teach me that I can build here. That's the main thing. I can build here. I don't have to have as many resources as I needed in the United States for me to pay my bills, for me to pay for food. And it's oftentimes that in Mexico, I'm an American. People see that. They hear me when I speak, even though I tell everybody I'm from Jamaica when they ask me. Because if you tell somebody you're from New York, they think you're from the big, rich town, and I'm from the poorest part. So I'm just like, don't do that. So I don't even tell them. I'm going to tell you I'm from a little island, which is a half-truth. My dad is Jamaican. But anyway, sometimes I have just enough to do what I have to do here in Mexico. And it's because I'm only two years into building this business. And really, I'm not even two years into it. I'm one year into it because it took me a whole year to decompress, to release this trauma, to really understand what it is that I needed to do, to really just allow myself to breathe. Because how often do we get the chance to just stop and take inventory of everything we have going on around us and really breathe? One thing I'll say about Mexico is loud. Because they're very communal people. So even this person, they're running around doing advertisements. They might be selling something out their car. That's how they move here, you know? And I do appreciate it because, again, they're very communal. And that's something that I really wanted to learn as well, how to be better in a community. Because that's not what I come from. Thank you for sharing that with us. I definitely feel like that's something that people can take with them. 
um, on their journey, just being mindful of the baby steps. It's not like you're going to jump from one point to the next. And honestly, it never ends. Like, I don't think that there's just this big, like, finishing point where you're like, huh, this is it. It's never it. I feel like there's never. always going to be more to uncover, to discover, to find, to seek out, to visualize for yourself. You know, just walking on this path of divination for you, Yasmin, have you experienced any negative stigma? I know you say you did have like some challenges to present themselves with like friends and family from, you know, your old life. Um, did you walk in the path of divination have anything to do with that? Honestly, me being an entrepreneur had everything to do with that. That's what started it. So before I even got to a space where I knew I wanted to offer divination services, I already had the falling out with a lot of people because of me wanting to be an entrepreneur. I've always been different. So it was just like, this is another thing that this girl wants to do. She always has to step outside of a box. And that was the main problem. It was like, you just can't be regular. And I'm like, I can't. You right. <laughs> <laughs> it's me it's not even you because you like being regular congrats baby I don't have it in me <laughs> and I, I just want to go back to something that you said about being a boss people think that being a boss means you get to do whatever you want to do and being a boss means that you have to be already self-disciplined and doing what you're supposed to be doing so while you may not have anybody to answer to you have you to answer to so if you don't get up on time if you don't do the things that you have to do, if you don't even get that recording, and if you didn't do whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing for yourself, you are not a good boss, you're not a good manager, you're not a good supervisor, and you're not a good employee for your own business. And understanding that and understanding that I needed silence around me for me to find out who it is that I needed to be to step into my next level. And I'm still growing into that person. And like I said, it's taken some time. It's been two years since I've really been able to silence a lot of the world around me to be able to step into that moment. Me being in divination is almost like, I think that my family would more so make fun of me. Like if I, if I could hear what they were saying, it would be a lot of jokes. It would be a lot of just funny energy because that's just the family that I know I come from. It was like that when I started juicing. I was the first person to make a smoothie in my household. We've been in the same apartment for 55 years. Me at 25 years old, I made a smoothie, actually probably earlier, like 21 maybe, I made a smoothie. And that was the first time my grandmother had ever seen somebody blend fruits and vegetables. It was like, what are you doing? This is so dumb. I remember her telling me, my grandmother has passed away and I love my grandmother so much, but she has definitely been a person, the first person to tell me that my juice company wasn't going to make any money, that what I wanted to do wasn't going to be successful. So if the, the head of the household is saying that, it's too easy for every person to follow behind that and think that that's true and have that energy towards everything that you're doing. So I really just had to decide to separate myself. And luckily, if it's juice that you're going to act like that with, these tarot cards, this numerology, this astrology, baby, you're not going to be able to get with it. 
But this is also why that didn't come out of me until I was completely out of that situation. So I'm grateful for that, honestly. I really am. Because divination is something that I practiced since a child. My grandmother actually taught me how to um, interpret readings, um, dreams. But this was something that she never tried to make money from. So, of course, if she can't do it, you can't do it either. But you really have to learn how to silence all of the noise and allow yourself to grow into who it is that you truly are. Yeah, silencing the noise is really, really important because I definitely feel like for me, that's been my biggest challenge last year, even going into this year. The biggest overwhelm or stressors of my life is literally the external voices that's around me. Me internally as a person, I just have this energy of what's meant to be will be. I don't force things. I don't try to like make things whatever. And it's just my environment, my connections is just like high stress level people, high anxiety people, high fear people. I don't see the world like that either. Like I've also been very different. I've been the oddball out. I've been the black sheep of our family, the weirdo, the what is she up to now? What is she doing now? Or I'm so confused by you is one of the most recent ones that I got. They favorite. The favorite is how's your little business doing? The little one. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it's the big one. Thank you. <laughs> Put some respect on my name and my business name. Well, thank you. It'd be the main yeah. ones who never had anything like that for themselves that have like the most to say. All the time. And it's just like, and it will always be that way. Of course, you think like that because, like, you can't even wrap your mind around the possibility. Like, my favorite thing to tell people is just like, can you consider the possibility? And it's always opposite of the narrative that they're trying to pitch to me. Can you consider the possibility? That like what it is that you're framing right now, there's other possibilities. Like there's other things that could be done. There's other ways. There's other paths. There's other options. And I think a lot of times people just let fear cripple them in a sense. And like if you just continue to allow it to cripple you, like of course you will never be able to see beyond your worldview or your perspective. I think that's why traveling is important, getting out of your environment is important, changing the connections that you have, the people that are around you, like the five people closest to you, those are the ones that says a lot about who it is that you are. So when you're making your list and you're picking out the characteristics, the qualities, what do they do on a day-to-day basis with themselves? What does that look like? You pick those things out and you begin to visualize, you begin to see, okay, now what does this say about me as a reflection for me? And if that thing does not align with who it is that you are and or who it is that you're growing yourself to be, you have to make those tough decisions. And sometimes it's not tough for some of us. Some of us, it's, yeah, that's enough brainer you're out okay (laughs) (laughs) that is also why the whole seeker to visionary is important because sometimes you have to seek outside of your normal seek outside of your circle seek outside of what's been placed around you so that you can find some examples that you actually want to strive towards because everyone is so unique no pun intended (laughs) everyone is so unique 
there is no one person that does every single thing exactly how you're going to do it or exactly how you're supposed to do it. But sometimes there's like a hundred people that are doing a hundred different things. And you're like, I like this little part. I like that little part. I like that little part. And once you realize what really truly resonates with you, that's when you become a visionary. That's when you could say, y'all are all doing those things. And those are great. I like a little part of each and every one of those things. And some of that resonates with me. So when I put my, all those little parts together and they make me up, now I have a vision for how I'm going to expand on this. And this is not what other people may be doing. This is what I'm going to do. Everyone has their own unique path, their own unique journey. And I think the problem is there's a lot of sheeple in the world. Like you just allowing yourself to be guided into the slaughter, literally. Everybody's like, oh, just go work nine to five and blah, blah, blah. When I was working that last job, getting off that train at like 8.45, 8.50 to be at the office by nine o'clock, anywhere from eight o'clock to nine o'clock, the train is crazy and you see us literally hurting through the, the corridors, through the MTA, through the stairs, down the street. You know where everyone is going. You know what's going on. It's not for me. It's not for me. And you have to be a very strong person to say, even though I know nothing else at all about the world, I am ready to create the life that is going to be for me, that is going to make me happy. I love that. It's like being a shepherd of your own life and your own existence. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So at the end of these episodes, we do like to do a quick fire round. So I'm going to ask you a series of quick fire questions and you just let me know the first thing that comes to mind. So the first one is, what is your favorite travel destination? My favorite travel destination is a place that I haven't been yet. So I'm going to speak it into existence because I am planning to go there very soon. It's Puerto Vallarta in nice. Mexico. Yes, I love that. What's the last book that you read or a book that you're currently reading right now? So the book that I'm going to start reading today is The Intimacy of Spirit. I want to say that that's the name of it. I'm like looking at the book because I was like, that's the book me and you today on the couch. Um, but Intimacy of Spirit, I believe is what it's called. What would you say is your biggest turn on? <laughs> An open mind. And that your biggest thing. turn off? A closed mind. Yes. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> What's a piece of advice that you would give to your younger self in your 20s? If you stop taking care of them, they'll figure it out on their own. And they always do. Mm -hmm. Each and every time. And if mm -hmm. they don't, life's still going to go on. It's Hallelujah. Holla back. I love it. <laughs> that was for me. Okay. <laughs> man listen I'm trying to navigate this last year of my 20s I'm taking all gems from all guests period <laughs> yes that's beautiful that's I wish someone would have told me if you stop trying to take care of them they will figure it out on their own Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on to this episode. Let the journeys know where they can find you, whether online or in person. 
So you can find me online at Yasmin Courtney on every platform. My website will be up soon, but I have a booking platform, which is also Yasmin Courtney. But Yasmin Courtney on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere. Yasmin Courtney. (laughs) Yes. And that's the central space where y'all can find everything that Yasmin is getting into, her businesses, her services, her offerings. And she does do really, really good readings. I've had one myself. And definitely somebody that I'm keeping up with on the feed because all the content is really, really good. Do you have any events coming up this year that the journeys can know about? This is actually a year where I am taking the time out to consciously implement all of the things that I've learned to properly reparent myself. I know that for my, most of my life, I have gone outside of myself to assist in big ways. And right now, I want to scale back almost everything that I'm doing so that I can feed me and nourish me in the best way possible. So what I will say is stay tuned to my YouTube channel where I will be sharing how I'm taking care of myself and really just that (laughs) and just that alone. And if I feel it in my heart to offer something that someone else can take part of in this time other than the readings that I offer I will definitely speak on that but right now it's it's giving me season yes big me energy I love that for you it's never a bad decision to invest in yourself or choose yourself first so Mm -hmm. y'all be sure to check the show notes down below for all the links as to how y'all can connect with Yasmin be sure to tell her that I sent you from Journey Free Podcast when y'all head over there I want to thank y'all so much for taking the time to listen to this episode and we will see you on the next one bye journeys (laughs) 